This is episode six of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. Now keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Um, I apologize on this week's episode being a day late. What had happened was, so you know a nigga lying when they start out like that. What had happened was, so last night or whatever, you know, I had made dinner and then I was like, okay, after dinner, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and record this episode. And then what had happened was I got tired. And then what had happened was I woke up at five o'clock this morning. <laughs> it was like, ah. So, yeah, so here we are now. Let's get right into this week's topics. Our first discussion this week is we're going to talk polygamy. Dun dun dun. We're going to talk polygamy because. This is something that I believe in, and uh, I just want to talk some realistic facts about this. So, first of all, what I will say is just because you believe in something or are pro something, that does not mean that it is realistic to kind of implement those ideals into current everyday life so before we get deep into the discussion about polygamy what I will first say is we have to figure out how to have successful relationships as black men and black women together you know one-on-one before we can even think about seriously you know, starting polygamous marriages. We have baby steps we have to take. I feel like realistically, polygamy would not work for another probably 100 years because I believe it's going to take about 100 years to get us on the right track to have healthy relationships and marriages between us as black men and women. So I'm going to start out by saying that because I don't want no one listening to this and then going to their girlfriend like, you know, we should be polygamous. Like, it's really not even that simple. Sometimes oversimplifying things can be one of the most dangerous things that you can do. So, let's just start. And, and when whatever we talk about on this show, we're always talking about it from the African standpoint. We are never discussing things on the European standpoint. We have two different um, backgrounds. We have different levels of consciousness. We have different connections to God and to the universe than white people or any other race. So we can't speak about our issues from their point of view. We have to talk about our issues from the African perspective because we're a whole different breed. So... I, it's funny because I've recently started watching um, Game of Thrones be, just because like everyone talks about it and I'm just like, okay, let me just check this out because it just seems to be all the rage and just because of what I do, it's important for me to be like up on game on what people are watching, what people are being exposed to, how they feel about it, because it just helps me like on my observations and topics for the show and discussions that we need to have. So I started checking out the show so I can, you know, just get on board. So as I'm watching it, like literally I watched the first episode (laughs) 
And I'm like, now this is the first time I've seen a show be successful where it is correctly portraying European history and culture, which is incest, which is murder for entertainment and fun, um, cannibalism. Wow, like finally someone is showing their accurate history, you know, the basis of what these people are are created on. Now, when it comes to the basis of Africans, our foundations have always been love, marriage, um, wealth, power, um, children, uh, spirituality. Those are our, our foundations and understanding that will help us understand the purpose of polygamy in this next segment. So if we look at the basis of the African, the African has always been based on family, legacy building, nation building, and generational wealth. Keeping the family alive and healthy has always been the top priority for the Africans. We are not a romanticized culture. We are a, a logical culture. We do, you know, what is necessary, what is right, what keeps you flourishing and prospering. And it wasn't until we fell from those ideals to where we started having some of the issues that we currently have. So let's talk about what polygamy does. So in any period of history, in any part of the globe, there has always been more women than men. This is how it has always went down. This is this is not like this was something that happened recently. No, it's actually always been that way. So in the logical nation-building African mind, okay, well, if there's more women than men, then the men need to have more than one wife because a woman being unmarried means she's not having children. Well, it's supposed to mean. It means she's not having children. That means she, she's not being provided for and she's not being protected. And that is counterproductive to our agenda as Africans, which is to build family legacies. So the men would take on more than one wife as survival, not for sexual fantasy or sexual variety. In some forms of polygamy, the man doesn't even have sex with all the women. <laughs> so, you know, let's make that very clear. I think a lot of brothers just hear polygamy like, ooh, I get to have more than one woman. If you're looking at it like, ooh, like I get to have sex with more than one woman or I get to you're not a candidate for polygamy. You're not looking at it in a healthy way. Once you sexualize it or view it in a perverse way, you, I mean, throw the whole, throw the whole marriage away. You know, we, we have completely fallen off track on what the purpose of this is. When I speak to a lot of brothers present day, and even if they understand what polygamy is and the importance of it, 
they don't want to do it because they're like, it's just too much responsibility. And I understand that. That's why I say I believe in polygamy wholeheartedly. I actually teach my son that he, only because I know the way I'm raising him and I know how much of an asset he's going to be as a man when he's grown. I actually have conversations with him and let him know that he would be a good candidate of a man to have more than one wife because my son is already a beast. Like he already knows how to like make his own money and do what he's supposed to do as a man and as a black man. You know, he's not going to have any complexes towards black women. I'm very careful in the way I speak to my son, interact with him. So you know, if, if we do want to practice polygamy, which I think is something that would be great for us, the people to get back to that, then we probably just need to start breeding our children to have those ideals. Because what's happening right now is what I call the Cinderella effect, where little girls grow up watching Cinderella and Beauty of the Beast and, you know, just this romanticized thought we're supposed to have this prince like come off this horse and sweep us off our feet. Like that is what we have be, we have accepted as normal. For polygamy to work, we would have to begin to teach the next generation that that is the norm. Another thing is, I believe in order for polygamy to work, we would have to have our own polygamous communities. If if we live in a neighborhood and I'm in this home right here and I, I share my husband with sister wives, but then my next door neighbor has her own husband, now it creates you know, um, a sense of uh, not feeling content for the woman in a polygamous marriage. For polygamy to work, I believe that everyone in that community would have to also be polygamous. That way, no one is looking at the other person like, oh, they have this and I don't have that. You know, that just causes problems in any scenario. And that's definitely going to cause a problem in an entire marriage. Polygamy is not a bunch of women working 40 hours a week and then coming home and splitting the rent five ways between all the wives and paying bills like, you know, and being on a rotation to get their husband's penis. That is not polygamy. For a man to have a successful polygamous marriage he has this is where it all starts okay he has to be able to financially support all of the wives the same if one wife gets a porsche the other one has to get a porsche okay it creates discontent and unhappiness when one wife has more or less than the other so you know, you cannot be, it's a lot of brothers that work at AutoZone and Frito-Lay talking about they want to have more than one woman. Okay, we have to be realistic the way, you know, if, if you work at um, Valvoline doing oil changes, my brother, you are not the candidate for polygamy. Your best bet is to find you one woman, you know, and y'all live your life together and, and have a great time. Because if you're not able to financially provide for all the women in your life, then you are becoming a hindrance to them. You're becoming a harm to them. So that's the number one thing. We all know 
that the way our bank accounts are set up, the way these societal bank accounts are set up nowadays, we can all barely, barely, I mean, barely afford to take care of one family, let alone multiple. Okay, so if we want to really keep it real, that's the that is actually the first reason why we couldn't do polygamy these days because our brothers just are not at that financial level yet. You know, they're not at that level yet where, you know, they would be able to maintain multiple families like that. Now, if you are a man that can maintain it, then maybe you can, you know, look into your own options to start. I would recommend it. You know, if there are sisters out there unmarried and unprotected and you are a man that has the finances and the means to contribute to a sister's life, then by all means, my brother, like, you know, do it more power to you. I I, I actually think that's a great thing. I think that's healthy and I think that that's productive. You know, but I just want us to be very careful that we're not just like, ooh, polygamy. We're going we gonna to do polygamy. There, we, there is so much that we still have to heal and figure out between us as men and women just on a singular level. Just one man and one woman has a hard time present day loving each other, figuring each other out, building long lasting relationships and marriages. And there's two different people that we're talking to right now. You have some people where their focus is boyfriends and girlfriends and baby daddies. And, you know, we're not talking to that. We are talking to Africans who want to build families, who want to be married. They don't want to have babies. They want to have families. They want to bring families together. They want to unite. These are the Africans I'm talking about. If you're an African that is not on that, then by all means, you are free to date interracially. You are free to be gay. You are free to have children outside of marriage. That is your prerogative and your decision. However, you're not and you can't sit with us at our lunch table. Like you, you the shit that you on, we ain't on that. You know what I'm saying? And and the reality is there's like a micro mini segregation that has to kind of go on within our own people. Like, you know, the people that's on some African nation building tip and the people that aren't because you are who you surround yourself with. So sometimes surrounding yourself with Africans who are not on that or still have a European mind can actually hurt more than help. So it's it comes from a loving place like Oh, you know, brother, sister, I love you. Don't get it twisted. I love you regardless. We're family. I always love you, but I can't fuck with you. You can love someone without fucking with them. And we all know that to be true. So that's kind of what's happening right now. We on some nation building. If you ain't on that, I love you, brother, but we gots to go. Anyways, so on to our next topic, because this is something that like bothered me with a capital B (laughs) super bothered big bothered I'm scrolling Instagram the other day and I noticed something and I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating here as I'm scrolling you know sisters post different selfies and videos I know I damn sure do I love a good selfie child but, you know, like I'm looking at, you know, sister doing a thing. 
And do you know that as I was scrolling, I did not see not a single picture or video without one or all of these three things without a filter, fake hair, and makeup. Okay? I have people that I meet in person and all too commonly they'll say to me, oh, you really do look like how you look on Instagram. And when I would have people say that to me, it would really confuse me. Like, I would literally be like, you know, like, of course, I look the same in person as I look on my Instagram. (laughs) And I would have brothers be like, no, you'll be surprised. Like, there's a lot of women, you know, you see them online, they look one way. And then you see them in person, it's a whole different story. And I really thought that brothers was tripping. Like, I thought they was just, you know, over-exaggerating. Like, please, it's not even that serious. But then I'm scrolling Instagram and I'm like, bruh, there is a big-ass filter on almost every picture. So, let's just talk about the psyche behind that. Now, I'm a makeup artist. I'm a beautician. I believe... Africans invented makeup. Some of our greatest queens, you know, always were properly made up. That's that's fine. However, makeup only becomes a problem when you refuse to take a picture without it. Makeup only becomes a problem when you feel like you cannot walk out the door without it. Makeup only becomes a problem when you look like when your skin looks better with it than not. If if you put on makeup and you look like a totally different person, that is when makeup becomes unhealthy. The makeup in itself is not unhealthy. I, I love it. I'm a makeup junkie. However, I am not going to not go out my door or not take a picture if I don't have some makeup on. And 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 then when it and, and we we can call it what we want to call it. We can do that thing where someone attacks something about us where we know they're right, but our ego tells us to fight them instead of surrendering and saying, you know what? Damn, they're right. Why do I put a filter on every picture? Why do I have makeup on in every single photo? Why won't listen? Well, I don't have. I don't. I don't been in a situation before where I had a homegirl where we were getting ready to go out somewhere, and she canceled our outing because she didn't have her hair done. You know what I'm saying? Now that is when it becomes unhealthy. I'm the queen of switching it up. I love switching up my hairdos. However, if you feel like you cannot go out to dinner or go out to the club without someone else's hair in your head, then my sister, you have some serious self-love to work on. You have some serious self-acceptance to work on. And this is something that I see that affects majority of my sisters. It would take a lot for me to have to scroll through and find a picture of a sister with her real hair, natural, not straightened, not permed, with no makeup on her face and no filter on the picture. 
I get mad when people repost my videos and put a filter on it. And I be like, bitch, don't put that shit on my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Because I feel like basically you're saying that there is something about your appearance that you don't like or that you trying to change. Underneath that makeup, sisters, you have to care for your skin. Okay? It all starts with ourselves, okay? And you cannot put a filter on your self-worth. You cannot put a filter on your self-love as a woman. And then we take it a step further because when you're a black woman, we're more than just women. You have women and then you have black women. We have different standards. We have different expectations. And we have different capabilities. Okay, we are elite. We are supreme. But you will never, and I say this with full confidence, you will never reach your full potential as a queen, as a goddess. If you do not first love to, first learn to love and embrace your natural self. There is so much power in wearing your hair natural. Wearing your hair natural, in my opinion, is one of the greatest ways to give a big old fuck you and up yours to white supremacy. It's basically saying, yeah, I could go get a weave. Yeah, I could go get a perm. I could do all that. I just chose not to. And that right there is so powerful. Now, as a stylist of 13 years, I'm not speaking about this from a place of ignorance or a place of misinformation. This is my career. I am a licensed stylist. This is what I do. I'm professional. And I need, this might sound funny, but I need help from the brothers on this. And what I mean by that is, Everything that women do, whether they admit it to you or not, is for for y'all brothers when it comes to our aesthetics, when it comes to our appearance. You know, I would, my brothers, if you see a sister and she got, you know, her natural hair or little to no makeup on, do your part as our validation and our support and compliment that sister. It is very hard as a woman to see men lusting your own men, your men, your brothers, your men, black men, lusting and falling over women that don't look like them. When they see you lusting over these women with long weaves down to their butts and 10 pounds of makeup on and 10 pounds of plastic surgery, you can say all day to your blue in the face that you like natural beauty, but if that is not what women see you responding to, they're not going to do it. That's why I, I'm just at a point now where I don't know if I'll ever wear like some straight hair again or a weave again. Like the most I'll do for extensions is like some braids or like faux locks. But, and I do that because I do it for my daughters and my granddaughters because we can all day tell our daughters, oh, you're beautiful. Your natural hair is beautiful, you know, because I see a lot of women saying that to their daughters, but they're saying that to their daughters with a relaxer in their own head. You know, they're telling their daughters to embrace their natural beauty and they're naturally beautiful with 
a long blonde weave in their head or a lace frontal on. You have to be the living example for your daughters. If you are not wearing your natural hair, then no matter what you say to your daughter, it's never going to fully stick with her because mommy's not wearing her natural hair. So you can sit here and say like, oh honey, you know, you, you, you're beautiful like you are, but if mommy's not wearing it, it can't be that beautiful. You're a woman, you're your child's first teacher. You are your son's first love and you are your daughter's first example on how to be a woman. So it's, it's, it's just damaging to our daughter's psyche for them to watch us perm our hair and put someone else's hair in our head. If we don't do it for ourselves, sisters, let's do it for them. Let's work on feeling sexy and feeling beautiful in our natural state. If we can do that, I think it'll put us in a much better place. So did y'all hear about and follow the, what was it called? The Women's March? Child. Um, Women's March, listen, baby. Listen, I I was looking I was looking up like, you know, videos of it and like hashtags and I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, this is a circus. This is a circus. Let me tell you about the finesse that's going on with this women's march thing. First of all, this is what's going on. White women don't don't think sisters let me say let me say this first don't think for a second that white women do not know that you are stronger faster and smarter than them don't think that for a second don't think that they don't know that you're more powerful than them okay what we don't don't ever let them finesse you like that what's happening with these women's marches and feminist movements and stuff like that is white women using black women's strength, power, and voices to get their own agendas accomplished. <laughs> that's what this that's what this all is. White women are not the ones, you know, being murdered in prison with no kind of answers. White women are not being beat on by police. Okay, uh, white women are pretty much not experiencing any of the issues that we're experiencing as black women. The only thing I could say that we can relate on is equal pay. But to me, equal pay doesn't have anything to do with your femininity. Um, equal pay is, to me, is a whole separate political and economic issue. Because femin- a part of feminism is not um, financial providing. So incorporating that into a supposed feminist movement is a hoax. It's a finesse. 
Um, so the day that I see women's marches for the issues of us as sisters is the day I'll believe in that. Until then, like I wanted to go, I wanted to pop up to that woman's march like all my sister's mamas and be like, get your ass out of here. Get your ass out of here. What are you doing here? Stop letting them suck you of your power to carry out what they want. You know, are, are you really feeling like white women are going to use you to carry out their agenda and then pick you up and take you with them? Do you really feel like that? Like, do you really feel like you're going to help these white women fight their fight? And then when they get to where they want to be, they're going to stop everything and come back for you? Would, are you preferring to take that route instead of investing in your own sisters and making moves and progress, you know, collectively? Like, which basket are you putting your eggs in? We don't need any help. Uh, not only that, but we've always been in power and ruled right alongside our men. Black men do not have natural inferiority complexes. Like any black man that has an inferiority complex, it was created by some type of trauma in his life. But naturally, black men are, are gods. So they don't even have that complex where they've ever like oppressed us like or tried to put us down. That's white men that have that inferiority complex and they let it out on their women. Our men don't do that. <laughs> So now her man is oppressing her and she wants to use your strength and your power to get him to stop, you know, and, and, and when we value our power, we don't waste it. So can we just dead all that shit? We have to have a serious segregation when it comes to quote unquote women's issues. Your issue as a black woman is totally unrelated to a white woman's problems, honey. Let's talk Black Panther. So... My, I have a, like, I know I have a nine-year-old son who is the love of my life. <laughs> and, you know, he's been excited for months to see it. You know, I'm excited to see the movie just because I'm a fan of um, Lupita. <laughs> Whatever she's in, I see. Because I am, I just love her. Um... But let's let's just talk about the facts because I don't want us to get caught up in the hype or get like thrown off track by what happens in these scenarios. So I see a lot of people like, oh, you know, we doing this for Black Panther and we doing that for Black Panther. Let's not forget to stay focused. First of all, any merchandise that you are going to buy for Black Panther or because of Black Panther, please make sure you are buying it from a Black-owned company. Black Panther can be a great opening for us to go ahead and sell and buy products from one another because we're all hype about this. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Um, when these actors, when the actors that are in these movies when they act in these movies, regardless of how much money the movie makes, they already got paid. I've seen someone 
put up a post like, oh, if I see you bootlegging Black Panther, I'm going to tell on you. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't act like we got to go in here because when we go see this movie, uh, we still are about to give all this money to AMC, to Regal. You know, don't get it twisted. All this money is still going to Marvel, still going to these production companies. Actors are the same when it comes to athletes. These athletes, yeah, they get paid a few million, but the corporation that they're working under is making 10 times that. They're getting crumbs compared to the 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 numbers on what the organization makes as a whole so don't think it's any different with with black panther i don't want us to be like oh don't see it on bootleg buy the merchandise that does not necessarily increase the black actors salary they've been got paid been got they check regardless so you know it's okay for us because i understand the children they want to see the representation and I already know that they're they're not going to let a whole movie go by with like total black power. Like I already know that in some way, shape or form, there's going to be some way that a Cracker Jack ends up being the subconscious superhero in this movie. I just know it. I already know. I don't even have to question that somehow a Cracker Jack is going to be the one to you know, come to the rescue or going to be dependent on the Cracker Jack in some way, shape or form. And if I see this movie, if I see this movie and they have a single brother or sister get with a white person, I'm throwing my popcorn at the screen and I'm walking out the movie. Throw the whole movie away. I'm like, bro, I swear to God, they better. Bro, I swear to. My lip is curled up right now. Like when your mama mad at you and tell you to do something. I'm like, I swear to God, y'all better not. <laughs> I swear to God, y'all better not have a single nigga in there with any type of Cracker Jack loving going on. I swear, I will throw the whole movie away. Delete all that shit. But. You know, I I know a lot of us are going to see it. We're going to participate. I, like I said, I just want to make sure that we're all being careful that we don't get finessed because I'm sick of us getting finessed. So just keep in mind, you know, you can bootleg that bit. Our brothers and sisters, they've been got their check. So don't think that it's mandatory to give AMC your dollars. You can bootleg. And... (laughs) (laughs) and we will not be finessed out of our money any further black panther or not okay they got us messed up i don't know who they think they are but it ain't going down like that i'll be in la this weekend family i have a lot of la love that i get i will be in the city this weekend i'm actually doing a makeup pop-up shop with a sister of mine at a salon called honeycomb and coil so ladies i will be out there beating y'all to the gods it's all-star weekend i know everybody wants to look good um so uh please contact me um if you are going to need my services I do get so much Cali love, so if there's any photographers that want to shoot, 
you know anyone that wants to do any building you know recording anything like that please let me know i really want to make the best of this trip um i want everyone to you know fo- you know we have homework every week so this week i had did a video about this on my instagram a few days ago but this week i want you to think in your mind of the things i'm not gonna say the things you hate because that word is too strong i want to say think about the things that you dislike about your family which is us as an african people i don't mean your literal blood immediately immediate relatives think about the things that you dislike about your people and the way we talk to each other interact our way we think anything just think about that and take steps to within yourself change that in the way that you operate if you feel like your own people get attitudes with you then let's take a step to have a more positive attitude towards you know our people when we come into contact them with them anything that you dislike about your people let's take steps this week to make conscious decisions to change that about ourselves if we all do that because that's the goal here the goal here is for everyone to be self-sufficient for everyone to be self-sufficient mentally spiritually physically financially if everyone does that then no one will necessarily have to fix themselves and help other people too. If everyone becomes self-sufficient in every way, it just makes things a lot easier. If we all can look inside ourselves and make changes to ourselves, then it also automatically by default will change the way that we interact with each other. So that's our homework uh, for this week. I promise now, oh, I almost just told a lie. I'm lying. I probably, now hopefully I will be able to, but depending on how my books are looking for that day, I next week episode might also be coming on a Tuesday. I'm not sure. I should be able to get it done by on Monday, but if not, it will be there next day. I, you know, I hate having things not be on time, but you know, whew, sometimes. Listen, this single parent life, sometimes I just feel like I'm losing my mind. Like there, it's like, there, there's so much on my plate that I do get overwhelmed sometimes. But either way, the episode will be happening. Everybody have a great and productive week. Um, make sure you're following me on Instagram at goddess six footer. That is G-O-D-D-I-S underscore six footer, which is S-I-X-F-O-O-T-A-H. Have a good day. We're blessed. We're black and we're highly favored.